Anthony. Come on, Anthony. You can do it, Anthony. Answer. Come on, internet connection at Anthony's house. Oh crap. <laughs> at least we have the we have the original file, so that's a good. It's a big file. We have it. It's good. Fifty-two minutes on that one. Yeah. Oh, um, Anthony. We'll get him back eventually. Oh, I, I see a little pinwheel starting. I think that means he's he's answering. Yeah, there he is. You back, Anthony? I'm back. All right. I tried to correct my internet a little bit too, so I don't know if I'm more clear. Ooh, you got your fan going on, huh? Is it nice and hot in California? Oh, I have the door closed too to <clears throat> keep the volume out, so yeah, it's getting it's, it's getting toasty in here. Cool. I got my jacket on because I'm in my basement. <laughs> it's cold. <laughs> All right, um, Chris. Moving on to some other stories. Do you have any sleepover memories at Anthony's grandparents or someone's brother's house? Uh, yeah, I remember staying at Joey's brother's house. Was it Joey's brother? Yep. And I remember uh, watching uh, Raising Arizona. <laughs> Paul, yes. Paul picked the movie, and yep. I, and, I, and it was the funniest movie. It was kind of, and then I watched it again with someone else. Uh, I was like, "You gotta see this movie," and I watched it with some friends, and they didn't find it funny. And I, <laughs> And I didn't find it funny. And then I, watched it. <laughs> and then I watched it again with other people and found it funny. I think it, it's an audience dependent, but that, that movie was awesome. And uh, yeah, I remember that that movie. And I remember, uh, you remember Crystal Argrave. She probably listens to this too. Um, but I think, I think I briefly held her hand during that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing that. That's, that's, the only, um, that's the only thing that ever happened uh, as far as that goes but it was like just a random like handhold i remember that <laughs> and then i remember i remember waking up in the morning and joey's brother screamed at the top of his lungs i, I think he was trying to get uh, a uh, a reaction out of us or something but he, like, he yelled at, at the top of the lungs i have a beautiful wife <laughs> <laughs> billy right that's his name billy yeah yeah we had a bunch of them, I think. Did you go to a bunch of sleepovers? Or? Yeah, I didn't go to very many. Really? Do you not remember going to my grandparents' house? I don't. I okay. not to say I didn't, but I don't remember that. Okay, okay, all right. Would, no that, would that be in Salt Lake City? No, Alpine. Alpine. I do remember going there. <laughs> there was a hot tub, <laughs> and some people went up to the hot tub. There, we went to the. There was like a projection room. And one yeah. like one couch. Okay. okay, that's what I remember the projection. But it's and I don't remember much about it. Isn't memory weird? Like I mean, there's some things that I, I should definitely remember more about that. But I remember the projection room. I remember spooning with someone in Anthony's <laughs> grandma's basement. <laughs> okay, it's coming back to me more now because I remember you spooned with someone. Yeah. So I I remember as you if you walked into the house from the front and you went down a hall, did you have to turn right to get into to the projection room? <laughs> yes. Nice. Nice, Chris. Okay. Okay. And then the only other image that's coming to my mind is a nondescript stuffed animal. Mm, I don't remember that. That's it. <laughs> that's all I've got. Thinking. That's all I've got. I don't even remember. We're in the wastelands of Chris's mind right now. <laughs> we, are. we are. There's like just images. So I remember the way to get there, and I remember a stuffed animal. Did you go to the uh, hot springs past Mona? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, a few times. In fact, uh, I went there They're with past Liz- Meadow. Lindsay went there with us once. Yeah, but, Lindsay yeah. did go. Past Fillmore. Isn't it by Fillmore? No, I swear it's Mona, isn't it? Mo- Mona Fillmore. is a lot Mona's a lot closer to Provo than Fillmore and Meadow. Meadow is just south of Fillmore. Yeah. Fillmore's like in the middle of the state. How long how yeah. far did we drive? It's Over an hour and a half. It's like it's two, hours. two hours. Oh geez. <clears throat> two hours back. <laughs> I went there and more it, than once. Yeah, we went there a couple times. And then the dirt road, every time I drive to those hot springs, they're always farther than I anticipate. So I start driving on that dirt road, and I always turn around at least once. And that's, I swear that's like, well, I, I swear that's part of even how to get there or something, you know, like some Peter Pan type directions that that you have to turn around once, and then that's how you can get to the hot spring. Then the, then the world reconfigures itself yeah. to the correct combination. Right. It's like a lock. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, like the tumblers on a lock. Um, yeah, so we, I went there once with Lindsay and, uh, Joey and Paul. And I think Anthony too was there on that trip. Um, my truck, obviously I was there. Yeah. Well, I, I drove there once in my car because my car broke down. Your car was such a piece, man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Let's, let's talk about my car in a little while. (laughs) Because it kind of ties into the story. But I remember we went out to those, those hot springs and some like old dude was there and he told us, yeah, there's, a, there's another one out there in the field. Pristine. That's the word he used. So we went off hunting for this pristine hot spring that was not, not next to the road. We went hiking through and it was like frozen ground, I remember. And uh, we ended up finding it and... It was not pristine. It was like a <laughs> like a sewage hole. Like it was mud. Mud. You would step in it, mud would sink up into your to your knee almost. And we started thinking there were probably like dead cows in it and stuff. <laughs> no, for well, we had no evidence of that, but it seemed like a place where cows would go to die. And so we hiked back and and I I, I love that place. We could never swim to the bottom, right? It was it was too deep. Yeah, it was deep. Yeah. Yeah, but I, one, I tried a couple times. Yeah, yeah, you could you could go down pretty far. Uh, wasn't there a rope or something that you could use to, to dive down? I can't remember. I remember there was a rope going across. <clears> one. Yeah, I remember the rope going across that people would sit on or hang on or whatever. Yeah, but what, my car broke down on the way back once. My old my old Buick LeSabre, nineteen eighty nine silver Buick I remember that. I do too. <laughs> And we were driving back. It made it. It made it to Provo, right? Right to Provo, and it died on the 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 street south of Provo. Like we rolled to a dead stop on the street (laughs) south of Provo. It started sputtering and stuff as we were getting close to Provo, and then it finally just went out. My car died like three times that year. (laughs) I I had to replace a fuel line on it once, or a fuel pump or something. I don't even. I don't know. And then uh, we got it fixed every time. It, it died less, less than a year later. We actually just paid the – no, no, the junkyard in Las Vegas. We said, come and get it, and it's free. And they came and got it, and it was free. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that had no heater? Because your car died, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> but because it died, I, w- I wanted to ask you, and you reminded me of this because I had forgotten about your car. But uh, – 
you both took my truck a couple times and I don't know if you what else you did, but I remember picking you up from your job at Denny's. Denny's. And it wasn't it wasn't the close <laughs> one in Provo. It was the Denny's on State Street in Orem. In Orem. And I had no way to get there unless I bummed a ride to my <laughs> own job or I would ride a bike. And I didn't even have a bike. Yeah. I would bum someone's bike. I, yeah, I, I think a lot of the times you would ride the bike there and then I would pick you up at the end of your shift because we were normally going night. to do something. It was like... And it, and it was like midnight. I, I, worked I forgot until all like about 11. that. You worked at Denny's. I didn't work there. I didn't work there the whole year. I just worked there for like three or four months. No, but that's a detail that I completely forgot and just remembered <laughs> when you said it. That's funny. Yeah, and I remember Did, you guys came and ate just sit in the. Anthony, yeah. you're you're killing me. Yeah. But what you were gonna say we did, did it didn't, it didn't sit the, in the, just sit in the parking lot. Yes, it did. And that's where I fixed it. Uh, I replaced a fuel line on that thing or fuel filter. That's what it was, a fuel filter. I replaced a fuel filter in that parking lot. And it, <laughs> it, it sat there for, you know, a good week or two. But, uh, yeah, I remember you guys came in. I remember Jeff Chambers got raw, His chicken was raw. I remember being so embarrassed because you guys came to eat at Denny's and he got something with chicken and it was, he, he lifted up and it was completely raw. And, <laughs> It was the cook, and the cook's name was um, uh, it was like Pepe. It was Pepe, Pe Pepe, Pepe, P E P E, Pepe. <laughs> That's what was the cook's name that did it. Uh, yeah. Yep. So I, I didn't work there very long though. I had a, a cousin who was the manager there, and I I need a little extra money to get by, so that's what I did. Was there any um, – well, you had a girlfriend the first semester. Was there any other drama or interests during that school year? This was maybe and, – And then tell some us of when, this, Some of this might be a post uh, – Okay, post yeah, save, save any details. But what, what I want to know is what's your timeline with, with Lindsay, with your wife? So Lindsay and I had a uh, horrific first date experience, and – um, it was a preference dance. We, well, we went and hung out with a group as a group, and we had a great time. And so we decided to hang out more together. How did you meet? How did uh, how did she come into play? She was in the lobby of Q Hall with some mutual friends. See, my group, Anthony and Dallin and Joey and Paul and I, we were all anti-girl. If we, we would ask if there were going to be girls going to an event, and if there were, we wouldn't go. I <laughs> we didn't we didn't like we didn't like the whole kind of goofy BYU dating scene that, that first uh, semester. We, we just weren't interested in it. And so we would avoid the, well, we would avoid activities which were, which the purpose was to bring girls along with. Because there were some people who would create activities for like group date activity. And if we found out it was going to be something like that, we would skip it entirely. And people always talked about Lindsay and Tara. And they were in the Q Hall basement. And I had uh, an assignment for one of my uh, humanities class. I had to go to an opera. And so I um, saw Lindsay, and I was immediately just uh, attracted to Lindsay. And so I went over, and the first words that came out of my mouth were, will you, will you go to the opera with me? And <laughs> that was the first thing I said to her. And she laughed, and then we talked for a little while, and she said she would go. And then she stood me up because she had a test or something like that. <laughs> and so I went with Marlene Davis, and that, it was fun. Uh, Carmen was the opera, I remember. But uh, we, we ended up hanging out. 
more. We, we had an immediate connection. We really could talk to each other easily and um, we had a good time. And so then she, she when was this? Do you know what month? Nope, not a clue. Was it first semester? It was first semester. Okay. I think it was towards the end of first semester because uh, we went on a preference dance. She invited me on a preference dance and Tara invited Tyler. And Anthony, you remember we had that class in Salt Lake City, the American Heritage? Because yeah. we heard it was easy, easier? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, the, that was the day of the week that the dance was, and we got caught in traffic on the way back. We ended up being late. And uh, then I didn't realize anything about the dance. I didn't bother to look it up. It was a formal dance. I didn't have a suit. So I had to scrounge up a suit from someone. And then I get my suit on, and I go out, and everyone has corsages except for me. And so I, I decided to go looking for a flower shop. We're already like an hour late. But all the flower shops were closed, so we went to Walmart, and I got uh, – 12 kind of wilty Walmart roses and a family size jar of peanut butter. Cause I always tease Lindsay <laughs> about how much peanut butter she had, she lo- how much she loved it. So we got to her house and her roommates hated me at this point because I had like ruined, you know, and when we get there, they said, no, they've already gone, but they were kidding. So Lindsay comes and she looks all grumpy and I give her, here's some peanut butter. <laughs> it, it didn't have the effect I was looking for, but <laughs> uh, we ended up going out and, we weren't able to get to uh, any nice place for dinner. It was a formal dance. They're in these beautiful dresses. We ended up eating at some little Mexican place that didn't even have waiters and waitresses. It was like a counter serve called the grilled, the grilled pepper. I'm sure it's gone now. And we got to the dance late. She loved to dance. And we, we only got to dance for like four or five songs and the dance ended. And then we went and watched a movie. And by the end we were having such a great time. And even though I had been a total like loser, I, th- I really like this girl because we. She just laughed about how stupid everything was, and so. Um, but I still thought she might be mad at me because of how bad everything had gone. So, a few weeks later, or like a week later, she would go running at the Smithfield house, which I hated to run. But I said I'd go running with her, and uh, we didn't have cell phones or anything, so there was communication issues, you know. And so, um, I go over to her apartment to pick her up. To, to her dorm to pick her up to go running and her roommates look at me with such smug satisfaction they're like she already went without you and I was like yeah she's just getting she's this is all to pay me back and so I left and went back home Lindsay in the meantime thought that we were meeting at the Smith Fieldhouse and so she's sitting there at Smith Fieldhouse waiting forever for me and thinking that I stood her up so we didn't talk after that for months Uh, (laughs) i was wondering why you wouldn't like because we would hang out with uh Susie and sid and crystal and melissa and and those girls yeah i'd hang out with them sometimes but but not but i don't remember you hanging out with with Lindsay, and that's probably why because you guys weren't talking for months yeah because i thought she was mad at me she thought i was uh you know a, a dumb guy and so we uh we didn't talk to each other. Neither one of us called the other one. And then we bumped into each other on campus towards the end of the year and kind of sorted out the miscommunication and laughed. And then we started hanging out. And we never officially like dated or anything, but we, I ended up kissing her the last night at BYU. We, yeah. we snuck into Lavelle Edwards Stadium, and I kissed her. I, I, I remember you disappearing that night, Chris, because I was like, it's last night. I'm going to hang out with Chris. And everybody was sort of thinking that in a – Chris was gone with Lindsay, and yeah. we were all ha- we were all happy for him. <laughs> <laughs> we did hang out for a little while, actually, at Heritage Halls. And I remember Tyler and I were lighting these um, things on fire. They were like rubber 
you flip them around and they stick to things like rubber sticky hands, but they were rubber sticky spiky balls that had uh, water in them and we'd light them on fire and they would slowly like get longer and longer because they were melting and we'd do it from the top down anyway. But then I did go off with Lindsay and ditched you guys. You yeah, know those sorry, rubber, guys. those but rubber I, sticky balls. I married her with yeah. the water in them <laughs> that you like squeeze and they like get bigger on one side, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You listen to the the first podcast. That's the kind of ball that I squoze and it squirted into that one girl's hair. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I I I forgot how early I met until you, until you were just talking. How early I met Lindsay that very first semester, the first week. Lindsay and Tara wanted to take a ballroom dancing class and but there's always more girls in those classes than guys and so they have to have enough pairs and so Tara and Lindsay convinced me and Dallin to That's sign cool. to sign up for that class. That's uh, right. Yeah, I just remembered that. I totally forgot that. Forgot about that too. Yeah, so um anyway, after that I moved to Las Vegas. She stayed in um Utah, so we weren't really together still, but I consider her not my girlfriend, but my favorite girl is what I would call her to people because we were never, we weren't together. But when she, she would come visit sometimes or I'd go up there and we'd always be together when we were together. Anyway, I went on a mission. She went on a mission shortly after I went. And uh, when we got back at similar times, we wrote throughout the entire mission and uh, we, we got married pretty quickly thereafter. So that's the story of Lindsay and Chris. We have three kids now, but yeah. That's what happened. It's great. It was... So, Anthony, you want to save any drama stories till after the cut? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know what drama there is, but what I don't know. Whatever drama, I, I doubt Chris would share much. But if he, if he ever shared anything, it seems like a post, post cut thing to me. Yeah, I can share some stuff after the, after the cut. <laughs> <laughs> sure. What were your? Uh worst moments at freshman year or do you have any like worst times besides cars breaking down and stuff like that um or have you filtered out like the worst and just kept the positive it was it was an awesome year it it was so much fun it was uh, it was surreal i mean it looking back on it it just doesn't seem like that I, i don't know it's it's like a different existence almost from from you know where i come where i've come now but so i remember mostly good um I do remember having the shock of my life with test scores and stuff like that. Cause I, I had graduated with a really good GPA as a valedictorian for my little tiny Nevada high school. And, and, uh, you and Paul both did that because you're both from such small high schools. Yeah, that's right. Yep. From, he was from Winslow. And anyway, my first test, I had an astronomy class that was so hard. And, uh, I, 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 went in for my first test. You know how you can see your test score right after you get down. And I, I get down to the, the bottom is my first test period in any class and it says 52 percent next to my name and i remember like thinking this got to be a mistake like i'm chris costello and (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't make 52s but i did make a 52 and i made a i I brought that grade up from a d to a, a c plus finally at the end of the year but that that so that was it was tough for me to adjust to the uh, scholastic part of things, but socially, I didn't have any bad times. It was so fun. Yeah. Except for, of course, you know, um, 
when John died, and I'm sure you guys have covered that in other episodes. But that was Not that really. was rough. Just, we talked Just in Anthony's. We talked about it a little bit. You, uh, I remember you being one of the, like, you and I, because Dorian was the only person that really knew him. But I felt like you and I, Chris, maybe knew him a little bit more than some other people did. Um, yeah. And uh, I remember you posting this poem that he had written on your wall after his death. Yeah, he wrote that poem, and I don't think I, 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 you know, I probably do still have it in storage somewhere, like pre-mission in a box in my parents' house or something. But I remember it was about, a, it was a dream where he was released from some sort of chain, and like he, like he said, like the wool fell away. I remember there was imagery of like wool falling away, and he was flying, and he was free, and it was, it was just, it was very. I mean, he was obviously a very talented and maybe genius uh, individual. But um, the poem was really kind of had some strange parallels with the way that he died. Right. His mom distributed it to everyone, and I kept it posted. What was his last name? Do you know? I don't remember. Uh, John John Walker. It was John Walker. Yeah. The, I I always thought that I I was gonna say that, but that seemed like too basic or. Yeah, I remember that because I had a friend named John Walker. Well, an acquaintance from my hometown named John Walker, and so I remember they had the same name. Now that I think, I think I think everyone has someone from their hometown named John Walker. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah, <laughs> it was it was John Walker. I remember he had this this habit where he would do you remember he would like rub his itches, scratch his nose with his underneath his <laughs> finger. He did it all the time, and then when his parents came to visit everyone, his mom was doing the same thing. I was like, that's we pick it up. In fact, he was the the ironic part about that was we went to Las Vegas that weekend. I went with Byron and Rahul and Joey and Dorian. And um, I feel like I'm missing somebody. Byron? No, that's all, because there's five that's seats it. in my car. Yep. And that fills up. And we went in my car. And uh, I didn't know this until afterwards, but John had wanted to come with us. But there wasn't room in the car. And he didn't ask me, but he had asked someone else, and they said, "Well, it's full." And I, so that was that was also something that I pondered on, you know, because it would have changed things. Yeah. So, anyhow, that's what I remember about his his experience. I remember he liked chess. He was like a chess champion at a young age. I played him in a game of chess, and uh, yeah. Anyway, I remember a little bit about him. Just flashes. A little more descript than a. I just remember. I I don't think I ever talked to him. I just remember him. The only image I have of him was getting into the elevator wearing a fur coat. Yeah. <laughs> and like the the elevator elevator doors closing on him wearing a fur coat. <laughs> That's your image, huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. John was. I mean, John was probably a. He was probably a few years ahead of the rest of BYU as far as style goes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember being surprised by him. Like he talked to me a few times. Um, he was, he was into film. He wanted to be a director or something like that. He wanted to be yeah. in Hollywood is what he wanted to do. I remember he talked to me a couple times about that. And uh, I was also always surprised that he like, he played football in high school. I didn't expect that from him. But I remember uh, watching him one time in the lobby. This is just sort of like a random flash memory, but some, some people came through like a flash mob kind of with a pillow fight. I remember he just like stood up off the couch and went and like tackled somebody like ran <laughs> and I thought that, that's it was cool, but yeah he was he was definitely uh, an atypical BYU student you know in a lot of ways and so that uh, that made him stand out but 
Yep. Remember he dyed his hair black at some point. I remember you all dyed your we hair black. We all did that later point. in the year. Yep. That's right. Mm-hmm. A bunch of emo hipsters, pre-hipster. <laughs> I don't even think we had a reason for it. Why did no. I don't think we did. <laughs> there wasn't we were... reason for much of what we did. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's... Did you do the gallon challenge, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, I remember vomiting profusely all over the parking Chris, lot. I, Chris's was the best. I, I mentioned this in the last podcast. Chris, That's right. Chris's yeah. was it there wasn't even any muscular action behind it it was just like it was like a movie camera hose like <laughs> just like straight on, his on the last episode we talked to jared and Lindsay on the lost episode and uh i think Lindsay says she might have some pictures of the gallon challenge somewhere oh yeah so so she was there watching it <laughs> yeah that was i remember that i remember uh, paul did it too i think paul was there Paul there, is Paul is lactose intolerant. Really? <laughs> I also remember Paul ate like a super hot chili pepper and it like put him in the in like in his bed for like two days. <laughs> Some kids that we didn't even know from like another floor came wandering through <laughs> like offering people these these peppers that were super hot. And they're like, these are the hottest peppers in the world. And Paul was like, okay. <laughs> And he immediately was like in intense pain, and he didn't get out of bed the next day because it messed him up so badly. He, I didn't know he was lactose intolerant. Yeah. <laughs> was he always lactose intolerant? He was. He didn't put on, but he was. Uh, he, he and I actually talked about that whole experience recently, and he he uh, he let me know that he was because he had an experience like like you, Chad, where he wasn't entirely able to throw it up. And so he was he was just ill even even after he threw up, he was just ill afterwards. Oh man. That's horrible. That's horrible. I would I felt good afterwards. <laughs> me too. There's nothing in me. <laughs> Do you guys remember um Tyler breaking his arm the day before finals? Yep. Jumping and and playing basketball off of like a He jumped off of you, a table or a off table. someone's back or something. Yeah. And then he dunked it and caught his arm. And fell. He he got very serious afterwards after that because he was like, "This could have stopped me from going on a mission." Like he was like, "This could have delayed my mission." That's right. And that's right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> he did. He, it was a life changing event. I wasn't thinking about injuries, but one time, we I was horsing around with Joey in my room, and there was those little cork boards on the front of everybody's doors. Yeah. And I, uh, he and I were sort of like pushing around. And I pushed him, and the top, like his head hit the corner of my cork board. We super glued it shut. Yeah, well, we took him to the emergency room first, but I don't know what his insurance situation was, but he like asked the doctors how expensive it was going to be. And then he called his grandpa, because both he and his dad... was a physician his, or something. His grandpa's a physician, just like his dad is. And um, his grandpa was like, oh, well, well, I can super glue that for you later. But then he ended up just super gluing it himself. I remember that. Yeah, I remember looking at that gap in his head. It bled a lot. Gross. <laughs> I've I've since my wife and I for injuries at home. We have since uh, super glued a few injuries at home instead of instead have of you? seeing a doctor. It worked, yeah, it worked great. Yeah, it worked really well. I kicked Joey in the face once and <laughs> a bloody lip. 
<laughs> on accident. I was trying to do a human flag, you know, where you grab onto a pole and, and hang sideways. And I didn't know he was trying he was trying to help me by holding my feet. I didn't know he was trying to help me. And so I just kicked up and kicked him right in the face. I remember he whipped around and looked at me and like bared his teeth and there was just blood all <laughs> in his mouth. Joey was a stud, man. He he still is. He's a he's a cool individual to know. Joey is. You guys, um, I had a question. It's kind of random, but do you remember? Okay, say you're on campus and you needed to go to the bathroom. What was your preferred bathroom? Do you know if you like? had a bathroom that was specific or did you just go to any bathroom any any bathroom with a toilet will do any really bathroom. yeah no i had a specific bathroom <laughs> that, that i knew that it would always be clean and that no one would be oh in there. you know later when i came back from a mission and i was spent more time in the library there was one in the library that i would seek out i'd go into the main floor of the library go into the old section go down one <clears throat> flight of stairs so it'd be like on level two or yeah. something like that and that bathroom at the back was always empty. Is it was it also older than the other, like the rest of the yeah. bathroom? I think that was the one yep. I would go to. That was the <laughs> that was the secret pooper. It uh, was. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Yep. Oh, can I share one quick story that I don't think anyone else knows? Let's hear it. Um, Please. It, it was involving Dan Clark. We would, uh, Dan and I started hanging out a little bit more towards the end of the year, and we would go on these bike rides. Uh, I would take Paul. Paul had a very nice bike there, but he would never use it, uh, at least not very much. He, he gave me uh, a, a key to the lock or a combination or something and said, yeah, use it whenever you want, which was awesome. And so Dan and I took a, a bike ride on one of those paths that goes all the way out to Provo uh, or Utah Lake, I guess. Um, we, were, we were riding out there, and have you guys ever ridden your bikes on that? Or gone? Yeah, I, I lived out west of Provo. Okay. I, I lived right next to that trail. You know how some of the trails go underneath highways and there's kind of those blind corners? And yep. you always you just always envision running into somebody because they're just tight blind corners. And yep. uh, Dan and I were going – and Dan was right in front of me. And we're going around one of those blind corners. Sure enough, here comes an old uh, elderly gentleman, like a grandpa with his grandson. But this was a unique elderly gentleman in that he only had one working arm. His other arm was shriveled to about half the size of a normal arm, and it looked like it had no bones in it because it would flop around with no sort of uh, structure. And Dan, we're on the right side of the path, but this dude is coming down the middle of the way. And Dan, like, jerks out of the way, and I try to jerk out of the way, but my bicep catches this man's, this old man's handlebar. And this old man with just one arm takes a spill. And I don't. But I look back and I see him fall. And so I just hurry and tip my bike over and fall down. <laughs> that, that was my first re reaction. And um, the, I, I felt so bad because the guy, he gets up and I see one of his arms is like shriveled and limp and has no, yeah, no, not usable at all. And... Uh, and he, he, he gets up, he glares at me. And then he didn't, he didn't get up all the way. He just like sat down in the middle of the road in this dejected kind of pose. And then he looks at me and then he looks down at the ground and he starts weeping like a child. 
he started, oh, he, started he started crying oh, and, no. and and saying things like why me he was like honestly like and he, he starts going i only have the one good arm he's like god why do why me and dan and i are looking at each other and we we're trying to help him we're like sir are you okay can he's like go away <laughs> 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 And so he wouldn't let us assist him up. And his grand, he had a grandson, young grandson there with him riding too. And so we just uh, hopped back on our bikes and kept on riding out to Utah Lake. I don't know what happened to that man. <laughs> <laughs> he's, got, he's gone. He's gone. He probably he very well could be. <laughs> yeah, that's another memory. So what else? You guys have any other questions for me? Anthony, what's on your list? Um, so Paul taught you two um two navajo words and i only remember one of them oh uh, my gosh tote. what i remember tote oh tote okay i only remember juge tote was the other one tote. Juge. Tote, juge. <laughs> <laughs> man i i did not thought of that and i taught at a navajo school there were 70 percent of the people were navajo i forgot about that good thing good thing i forgot about that <laughs> Don't juge. <laughs> but we would, we would say it with a uh, Indian accent, right. not American Indian, India right. Indian, because we said a lot of things in Indian accents to make fun of Rahul. Or... Right. We would always do that. I, I rem- we, would, we would tell people that they, I don't remember which is which actually, but we would tell, <laughs> we would tell people that they, they have a tote, but they are a juge. Wasn't one penis and one vagina? Nothing. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we would tell other guys that they have a tote, but they are a juge. <laughs> you have a tote, you juge. That's what we would say. Goodness gracious. Wow. That's good. Yep. Chris is speechless on that one. Yeah, I am. Keep on going, Anthony. What else you got? Uh, no, we. I I think we hit a lot of the stuff when my when my uh, Skype was more stuttering, um. But, um. Yeah, we we hit most of it. Um. Yeah, I think Tote and Juju are a good place to to, call it to complete a podcast. All right. Well, thanks for coming, Chris. And anything else that you want the public to hear? No, I am uh, pleased to have been on your program today, Chad. <laughs> oh yeah, shout out to shout out to Marmot. Sorry he couldn't be the get the host. He's sick this week. Thanks. Uh, we're pl- we're planning on doing a repeat with William. He's going to come back and talk about some more of his stories and movies. Um, future plans. Paul Ricks has agreed to be interviewed. Um, can I? No one else has gotten back to me. Can I so. guest host with Paul's again? Yep. All right. Yeah, Mayor's gonna or Marmot's gonna get. He's gonna host co-host with uh, Will again. I think he wants to do that. Um, you guys need to get ha- uh, Susie if she'll do it or. Uh, Crystal, you need to get one of the girls' perspectives. Oh, you tried Lindsay, huh? And it didn't work. Or it, no, we it, did. It, Jared and Lindsay. Time. Jared and Lindsay. It was really fun and really good. And maybe it was a sign that it's not to be. Gotcha. <laughs> you, and, and, yeah, and I understand if other people haven't responded. That's a, yeah. yeah. 
yeah, I can only do it if they give me their Skype name and agree to sit down <laughs> for a couple hours. All right, well, this has been fun, Chris, and cut. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real the needle tears a hole the old familiar sting try to kill it all away but I remember everything what have I become my sweetest friend everyone I know goes away in the end and you could have it all my empire of dirt Upon my liar's chair Full of broken thoughts I cannot repair Beneath the stains of time The feelings disappear You are someone else I am still right here What have I become My sweetest friend Everyone I know Goes away in the end And you could have it all